Hello and welcome to the Soundstage Audiophile Podcast. In this second season of the show, host Jordan Guth is joined by a new guest each episode who knows something about hi-fi that Jordan doesn't. And who knows, while he's learning about all of this, you might learn something too. So with no further ado, here's Jordan and this week's guest. Hello and welcome to the Soundstage Audiophile Podcast. Today we have David Massioni with us from Macintosh Group. Uh, David is the global director of brand marketing for Macintosh and the driving force behind one of the coolest locations in Hi-Fi, the Macintosh Townhouse. Welcome, David. Thank you for having me, Jordan. So to get started, there's a lot of really cool stuff that uh, that's going on with Macintosh Group, and there has been for quite some time. Uh, But to get started, I want to learn a little bit more about you. So how did you originally get into to hi-fi and, and how did that journey kind of take you into your position at Macintosh? Actually, let's start when when I was a kid. Um, like, so I'm in my mid-30s. So my dad, of course, had a fantastic sound system at home. And I do remember, you know, like many of us, not all of us, of spending great moments in my living room with my family um, listening to music. But then... A huge gap happened when I was in my 20s when actually Hi-Fi totally disappeared from the spectrum. And uh, iPods, headphones were kind of my uh, only channel for great music simply because I was also living in a tiny apartment in New York City when I moved here. Uh, So Hi-Fi in New York City uh, is usually, you know, a little bit polarizing because you need some more space. Uh, And the experience center we used to have was my reintroduction. I actually walked in the previous experience center for Macintosh Group as a guest. And that was my reintroduction, my entire whoa moment of, whoa, I thought I was listening to music and now I'm surprised. Now I'm introduced to uh, a, a, new, a new realism of what music could be. Uh, and that's what actually also my reintroduction to Hi-Fi created a desire for me to work within Hi-Fi immediately. And I joined Macintosh Group the week after. That is unbelievable. I had no idea that it was that. Uh, I, I thought you were yeah. in the hi-fi world and going into that. But this was like the, like you said, the wow moment. Yeah, it was. I was, uh, right before this, I worked in uh, in tech. So I've always been in marketing, but in tech and in luxury and then in hospitality. And so walking into the experience center of Macintosh Group, literally a few months after the open, I was like, this is my new home uh, and I'm going to work in this industry and I need to do something with those brands. That's amazing. Now, when, when you walked in there, was it a particular system or a particular song or was it the entire environment of the space that, that kind of drew you in? Or, or do you remember? It's, I remember very well, actually. It's totally ridiculous. When I entered, the first thing I saw from Macintosh was a pyramid of MC611 amplifiers. Okay. So about... Eight of them stacked as a pyramid. It was kind of a design, uh, a design element of the previous place. And I remember looking looking at it with a with a needle moving. I was like, "Wow, is that powering the entire house?" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really know much, and uh, it was it was just a good a good moment. And um, my first introduction was definitely from a design and a, a visual standpoint. And then when I actually walked up the stairs, I had the chance to listen to the system and, and then I mean, like all of us, you get slammed and wow, I want, I want one more. I want one more. I want another song. I want to listen to that album and, and you go down the rabbit hole. Oh, that's amazing. Now for those that, uh, that haven't been to the, the previous townhouse, 
um, you mentioned walking up the stairs. So I just kind of want to set the stage a little bit. When you walked in the door, and it's a very unassuming door on a New York street uh, originally, mm -hmm. but you walked in the door and the first thing you saw was actually a swimming pool <laughs> yes. behind uh, a desk. And then there was multiple layers and each of those layers had, uh, or each of those levels, I should say, had kind of a, a different role in, in kind of um, showcasing the different products. Can you just kind of walk us through what those what the levels were and, and kind of the idea behind that setup? Yeah, and actually, Jordan, so not to be too conceptual, but technically this is the thing that made that place unique and which I hope is going to make the new place unique is the fact that A, you don't really expect, expect it to be that amazing. So it's yeah. behind a set of doors that is totally random in the street. Yeah. And I, to come back to my experience with the deal, I didn't know about it neither. So yeah. just once you're being introduced to it, you know, it, once you enter that world, you discover something pretty unique. And, and that, I think, was very important to the success of, of, of the location. And, and second is that every single floor had a different layer of musicality and, yeah. and, and sound capabilities. So no matter if you lived in a mansion or if you were living in a, a smaller apartment, we would have a system for everyone. A system yeah. for all was kind of the concept. So you could find a, a wireless speaker, or a pretty uh, uh, small uh, two-channel system, or you could find the reference system for Macintosh Group with uh, the, the best of the best. And I remember myself always being amazed by seeing families browsing around and usually getting totally separated to the space. Some people, especially the people taking the appointment, uh, will, of course, love to listen to the reference products and yeah. spend a lot of time in the living room. But usually the other ones who are actually the plus one of the guests would love to sit in a smaller, more intimate uh, environment and have their own little introduction to the first time of high-end audio. So coming back to, to, to this concept is I think the exploration, so first the, the secrecy and then the exploration process of that experience center was a key part of the success and is uh, something we are trying to recreate here too. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Um, and you're absolutely right. Like the first time that uh, we went there, it was a total like it it was mysterious right and then mm -hmm. and then you get in and you start walking up these stairs and you're like there's more stairs and then mm -hmm. you start going through doors and you're like there's more doors and the spaces were just very um unique and, and very um I, like i'm gonna say authentic I, I don't like throwing that word around but they were very authentic and they they had this very mm -hmm. um like lived in real feel to them and yeah. it didn't it didn't feel like um like a showcase of Macintosh or Macintosh group products. Mm -hmm. It really felt like somebody could actually live in these spaces and and use all of these products. Thank you for for saying that because that was literally our, our brief. Um so we opened the previous place, I think, in the fall 2015. But then the, the place itself changed a lot, right? So we we you you don't come up with this kind of idea with a full strategy around it. It's such a, a, a huge idea that you hope you're going to be able to make it work and adapt along the way. So uh, tweak it and tune it, right? Almost like a speaker placement. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and little by little, uh, probably in 2016, we started to see the shape of what was working well for us. And the idea was we should not, we should never really look like a showroom. Yeah. We need to, to look and feel like your home. And 
not only the place is designed this way, but I think the staff, the team we have on site, the entire thing they want to do is make you feel like you're in, you're, you're in your new home, right? Yeah. So it's like this idea of making sure we understand what kind of music you love, what kind of a drink or coffee you love. And when you arrive in the house, we have that ready and, and you're, you're going to have a good time. And by the way, there's no time limit neither, right? So if you have a good time, usually they stay for two or three hours on site. So it's pretty like, it's a pretty immersive time. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. And you're absolutely right. Like uh, everyone that was there, um, it wasn't, I, and I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. It wasn't a salesperson conversation. It was, um, it was like a helpful friend that mm-hmm. was there to kind of show you a good time. And if you're curious about some of the products and there was like, there was a lot of products and there was very cool and, and kind of, um, really interesting setups. And they would be more than happy to kind of walk you through them and, and show you some of the stuff and be like, but have you heard this? And then take you to another mm-hmm. room and then and kind of do that. So it was a very, very cool experience. Yeah. And, and, and the reality, we had two kind of guests. A, they come to the house and they know exactly what they want. Maybe they referred by their dealers or, their, or even our network of distributors. And they come to the house and they know our brands and know our products. So those people are you know, they're, they know, they know the industry, they know what they want and they're looking for a particular thing in the house. But a big part, the second group didn't know anything about high-end audio. And so that's when it's like seeing a kid entering a chocolate factory. You're like, those people are about to hear the best system that exists in New York City. And I would dare to say probably on the East Coast at that point. Uh, and the, the info trade, they never heard of that system before. They never heard that quality of products before. So it always been me as a spectator of the experience. I was like, wow, those people walking into the house are going to get immersed in high end audio for the first time and they will never forget about it. it and that actually kind of brings me to um, something else that, that you were describing when we were there, which was the, I'm going to say, business model of this. Mm-hmm this location was not necessarily just to showcase the products, but it was also to use the the space as kind of like an event space and to get the different type of people that would potentially become Macintosh customers into mm-hmm. those spaces. So can you tell a little, uh, tell us a little bit about um, either the, the parties or the organizations that, that kind of showed up at these places and, and kind of um, what, I, I think he already did kind of tell us what that was like, but um, yeah, a little bit about that thought of that business plan to kind of get people that would potentially be customers into these spaces to introduce them, as you said, to, mm-hmm. to Hi-Fi. Yeah, so we, so we started late 2015. And then in 2016, we started to see a pretty successful flow of guests. By that, I mean that we knew that appointment, so guest audio tour that you could request online, will always be good for us at referring uh, clients to our dealers or uh, referring products to new clients. And that one-on-one conversation was very helpful. But then we noticed also by booking events uh, from usually from brands from the luxury industry, we started to notice that, okay, we can host about 100, 120 people there. And those people can come for a big moment. And usually in New York City, at least, when you have an event, you need music. Yeah. And we, we, we started to see the opportunity being we are the house with the best sound in the entire city. And it looks like we're also the house with probably the best design at that moment. Oh, yeah. 
And we're like, what about trying to book events with brands that are really well aligned with our with our with our brand ethos, like Macintosh and Sony Faber ethos, but also are from totally different brand landscape. I give you an example. I'm going to give you two examples. The first event I went, that was my second week at Macintosh Group. So late 2015, I went to an event for the champagne brand named Moe et Chandon, where okay. Roger Federer, the tennis player, was uh, cooking sushi. No way. So was one of my first events. And then the last event, probably one of the late events we had early, early March 2020, was from Mont Blanc, the pen company. Yeah. So those brands have a very similar, I would say, uh, DNA from a brand like Macintosh and Sony Server when it comes to craftsmanship, heritage, and product quality. But their, their, their crowd and their audience don't know anything about us. Yeah. And so the idea was, how can we actually not only hold those companies to, to create their own marketing event, but can we make sure that our products are front and center yeah. uh, to, to, to that audience? And usually, every event will leave with new people knowing about high-end audio and new people knowing about our brands. And that was, that was a big win because we knew those people were already attracted by beautiful pen or beautiful, uh, beautiful art and, and beautiful fashion products. We, we hosted so many, so many events. I think in 2019, we were around 60 or 70 events a year. It started to be too much. Right? <laughs> uh, it started to be too much at one point. But that was, that was kind of the, the best way, the best way for us to amplify the visibility of our products and of our high-end audio universe to, to new people. And then, simply because the place was so beautiful, uh, we started to book a lot of uh, film shoots. So movie, uh, movie productions. That's right. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm trying to remember who mentioned it, but was it Mr. Robot? Uh, was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Robot filmed a couple scenes in there and there was a bunch of other it ones, did. right? And what a scene, by the way. I yeah. think uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I don't remember which season. I think it's that season two, but that's a scene where they walk in the space and that space be- becomes their new hacking center. Yeah. And then you have a, a, someone living there and they hack the entire space and they hack the Macintosh system in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the scene. And that was such a great production. I mean, in New York City, we have a lot of top-of-the-line movie production and those people come with an experience. It's pretty, uh, first of all, impressive. Yeah. They come and recreate a space within the space and they're in and out with such uh, such efficiency. So yeah, we, we hosted a few over there uh, and all of them were also fantastic experience uh, for uh, a fantastic experience to host those kind of production, but also to simply uh, showing our brands uh, through the through, through the big movie uh, channel. Now that um, that business model essentially made it make sense for you to continue on with this townhouse. And you mentioned that you kind of um, Macintosh was iterating. It wasn't the initial idea to host events and do all this stuff. Can you share a little bit about like the original? thought or or hmm. kind of the original idea and where you you saw that going it was office space as well right there is yeah yeah so i mean the, let me tell you about the legend uh <laughs> it's from our i think the vision came from one of our previous ceo uh and when he came in you mentioned that pool right so yeah. when you came in 214 lafayette which was the address the first thing you would see is the inside of the pool and that inside of the pool looked like a frame. Yeah. So it's a blue frame. And the reason that frame was made is because the landlord, the, the person owning that place and who built it, wanted to film underwater 
scene. It was a movie producer. So he would put a camera there, and this way he could, in New York City, record underwater scene for any kind of production. No way. Now, of course, when we took over, there were no more production for underwater scene, but that window within the pool stayed there. And so when our previous, one of our previous CEO walked in, he actually saw that frame, and it was exactly like the Macintosh Blue Meter. Oh, no way. That's amazing. And so it started to be an idea of what about that becoming the Macintosh house. And even the first idea was to put a, an actual meter on the, on the pool, ah. which of course was not possible. But um, that's how I think everything started then. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the concept evolved in, in, in multiple months. But bottom line is A, it's all about uh, a kind of an experience center for people who love high-end audio or want to get introduced to high-end audio and they can book an appointment online on a website and come have an amazing time. So yeah. they can book an audio tour and someone uh, in our company, so uh, literally on site, uh, our audio experience manager will guide them through the house, room after room to try a different system and, uh, and different product. So that's the number one use case. The second use case you mentioned it is an office space. Because we're downtown New York City and because we understood we wanted to do some event uh, partnership and collaboration, this is becoming a marketing hub for the brands. Uh, we can not only create content with such a, a place, but we can also capitalize on opportunities of meeting new people. I give you an example. Uh, whenever you, you, you or, or the audience is going to come to New York City, make sure you go to Tokyo Record Bar, which is a great restaurant in a Greenwich Village. And okay. it's, it's, it's taking inspiration from the hi-fi bar uh, from, from Japan. And I met the owner, uh, Ariel Erz, when she came to the townhouse for the first time. And just by meeting that person, we had a very productive collaboration. We created a partnership that still exists today. So I think this idea of marketing hub is not only as an office, but also as a, a place where collaboration and conversation can exist with people who are outside of our industry. And that's where myself, I think, is the biggest pleasure because yeah. you meet a lot of people, you know, in that kind of space. Uh, and, and C, last but not least, of course, events. So event production was a core, uh, a core part of the, of, of the, of the scope of the house in the past. And uh, that's actually, that's tied to in 2020 when COVID hit, while we need to be realistic, what, the guests cannot come. You're definitely not going to be a marketing hub for quite some time. Yeah. And the event production are stopping. So your three applications are a, are a bit scary at the moment. So that's yeah. when we started to reconsider and we took a little break. Okay. Yeah, and I, that's kind of the, the next question that I was going to ask. It's when did it, when did you decide that it was time to take a break, but you answered it and it sounds like it was strictly COVID. The business model was proven to work and it was functioning as expected, and then global pandemic kind of uh, turns things on its head. Yeah. 2019 was our best year ever when it comes to any kind of metrics for Macintosh Group, right? So then 2020 hit us, and I'm sure everyone knows that on the, on the podcast, but you know, 2020 could have been fantastic or terrible. Yeah. And when March 2020 hit New York City, I would have bet all my money uh, for the for the high end audio industry that it would have been a terrible uh, terrible year. And the fact is, all of a sudden we started to see the tide turning rapidly, um, despite having our factory closed. And 
um, everyone working from home, we started to see the amount of orders and the and, and the desire for all products spiking up because people were you know stuck at home. People were stuck at home, were not traveling, they were not dining out, they were not taking vacation. They yeah. decided to actually enjoy uh, life at home, and that's when we started to see the amount of order really, really increasing. Yeah. And we had to focus on that, and we could not, you know, we simply were not as big of a, of a company where we can do everything that we are dreaming of. We had to focus on on supplying demand. We had to focus on on making sure that the customers that wanted to receive uh, our products were being satisfied. So we removed, uh, we, we took a drastic decision. I would say we need to focus on that. The marketing of the house, the townhouse itself, we can take a, a, a pause. And then, of course, lease renewal, all of that happening at the same moment, uh, we decided it was fair to take a, a pause and we took a two year, yeah, two year pause. Uh, and so, was the intention always that the townhouse was coming back, or was there ever a moment where you're like, we don't know if we're going to do this again? Listen, uh, I don't know if you ask this question to uh, different people in the company, you might get a different <laughs> answer. But if you ask me, oh, you you bet we will, <laughs> we will reopen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And after, let's say after the pause, um, and maybe not everyone knows about it, is I guess by the time this airs, the new townhouse will have been opened. So we can kind of talk freely about the fact that the new townhouse is currently in the process and the final stages of getting um, suited up and ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. What made kind of now or the last few months the right time to uh, hit the pause button or the play button again and uh, start again? Um, the first step was to find the space. Now, you know the previous place, right? Yeah. So this is your benchmark. <laughs> You For those to, that can't see, it's very, very high. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Type World of Macintosh on Google and you will see the, the pictures. But the benchmark was insane. So I, I, I actually think I could become a real estate agent in New York at this point <laughs> because I toured about 50 to 60 locations with, with my colleagues over the past two years. And so finding the space was a very difficult process. Uh, not only because of the real estate uh, craziness that happened over the past few years in New York, but also simply finding the right criteria. Despite the previous place being beautiful and, 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 and perfect from a feeling standpoint, it came with a set of problems. You know? uh, acoustically speaking, for instance, that was our first try. So if you remember the ballroom that we used to have on the, yeah. uh, I think the third floor, Acoustically speaking, this is probably not the best room to demonstrate your, your high-end audio product with a, with on the right, you have a full gas and on the left, you have a brick wall and the, you know, you have a 12 feet of a, a floor to ceiling. Um, so yep. we started to look at the criteria and what we needed is we need to make sure that acoustically that makes sense. Okay. We need to make sure that we are in the right place for our guests to come easily. And we need to make sure that there is a few things we always dream to have at the previous stand-house that we didn't have. And that are two things. A, a home theater. Oh, nice. Right? We needed a home theater at the previous place already. And so we improvised one with a screen. And so the, the main two-channel system was becoming a home theater. But now we found a space where we can really demonstrate the breadth of, um, of our custom integration portfolio. So that it is for Macintosh or Sony Saber, we are building a reference home theater in downtown New York. 
and they're building it as we speak because the house is shaking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's it's it's, a, it's very much uh for me uh, one of the best home theater experience i i listened to uh, and so that was the first requisite the second was a uh, parking garage oh wow yeah, there was no parking easy. at the last spot. I forgot about there that. There were none. And come on. I mean, Macintosh and Jeep built such a, a successful relationship uh, of, uh, since, uh, I think, late 2018, 2019. And so did Saber and Maserati now. Yeah. And Macintosh Group is really pushing into this uh, automotive landscape. Yeah. So we need that to be a part of the experience. If you come to, to the house, you not only need to see our two-channel experience and offering, but you need to see our, our home theater offering. You need to see our automotive offering, and you need to go on the rooftop and see our outdoor offering. Yeah. So I think finding that place was super complicated. And uh, actually, we just it just happened that we found it in March. Uh, and in March, when we had the conversation, every, everything started to click. Okay, how many listening rooms do we have? Can we really build the home theater we want to do? Are we sure we can fit a Grand Wagoneer or yeah. a Great Calais <laughs> from Maserati by parking garage? And we looked at the at the overall plan and we're like, okay, this is the place. Um, just a, a fun anecdote. When you bring the best of the best from Macintosh or Sony Cyber from an audio standpoint in the, in the house, you also need to be careful of your neighborhood because you simply cannot give a demo at 2 p.m. Yeah. or receive an event until 11 p.m. without making sure that you're not simply going to receive complaint. Yeah. And so that's, that, that was one of the criteria that was the most complicated. We toured fantastic penthouses, for instance, in New York City, but we knew that the second we will turn the volume up, <laughs> we, will, we will simply... You're getting the phone calls, uh, yeah. Immediately. So it was very hard to find it. And I think now we're in a very good place. I mean, we're opening Thursday, so I hope we are. Uh, <laughs> but we're, we're in a very good place in this place. Um, from an acoustic standpoint, it's definitely an upgrade. Uh, you'll, you, you'll say it by yourself is we were able to, one of my colleagues, Wilkine, the infamous yeah, Wilkine yeah, yeah. from Macintosh from Group, uh, was for me one of the most knowledgeable person when it comes to speaker. Um, he, he said that the Worst room we have here sounds like the better than the best room we used to have at the previous place. Oh no way! And so for me, when Wilkin says this, I'm like, yes, we, yeah. found, <laughs> we found a spot. No, oh, that's amazing. So yeah, that's actually a really good point. The the previous location didn't have a parking garage. It did have an outside space that that was absolutely mm -hmm. gorgeous. Um, is there any other new additions to this new space that? Uh, might be a little bit different than the the previous space or or anything like that. Yeah, so uh, we have three outdoor spaces now. Uh, you may know that Sony Faber um, released this year their Acer collection, so a collection of outdoor speakers. So it was important for us to integrate that within the experience. So now you have two terraces and one rooftop in the, in the house. Um, we have a piano. Oh, in wow. the house, so something we didn't have before. We did a partnership with a fantastic uh, uh, French startup named Alpange that reinvented the way they, they actually uh, create a digital piano experience. So that's going to be a new, exciting piece. Um, and yes, yeah, so we have six floors and a rooftop. So it's actually, if you look into the architecture, it's, it seems larger than the previous space. Yes. It's, Technically, exactly the same, but there's more rooms. So when you want to explore, coming back to this idea of we want our guests to feel like 
they are in in, in a chocolate factory of audio, yeah. they are going to be in a long tour because you have many many rooms to explore. That's amazing. I'm excited to one day be uh, the kid in the chocolate factory exploring the different rooms. With that, we're going to take a quick little break. And uh, right after the break, we'll kind of talk more about uh, this new townhouse, uh, some of the technology and, and products coming from the Macintosh Group, um, and go from there. Be right back. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, just before the break, we were talking about uh, the feeling of exploring the the Macintosh townhome, um, kind of like a kid in a chocolate factory and kind of the excitement and, and seeing all the different pieces that are there. Um, the question that kind of comes to mind here, uh, David, is why is it important to demo products in this way? Like no one else in the industry does this. When you think about other audio companies, um, you think of either like a showroom in a, a very business space or or maybe some experience centers, but nothing quite like this. Like, why is it important that Macintosh does this? And uh, why is it different? Why does no one else do it this way? So, so to start with, first, what is a key difference? The key difference is that, and you mentioned that, Jordan, is when you enter, audio is integrated, but it's not front and center everywhere. Yeah. So we have fantastic design partners. We have fantastic tech partners. We have books. We have a bottle of wines. We have a lot of things around the house that's going to make you feel first and foremost in a home. And then you're going to notice the audio, of course. But I think the key difference is the fact that we are trying to show you how that could be integrated in the best shape and way and shape possible. But we're not going to force that onto you. Because you might simply be interested in the design. You might be simply be interested in art. Yeah. And we, we know you will always listen to your music. So, but we don't want to throw that onto you. Yeah. Now, I think from, from an industry standpoint, the, the biggest opportunity, and I was talking about myself, right? When I discovered Macintosh was the townhouse. Is the fact that I think there's a lot of people over the past 20 years, I was one of them, that we got marketed by other brands that I will not name. And for us, the definition of a high-end audio was simply false since the beginning, right? So when you buy those uh, AirPods, when you, you, you buy those uh, products, this is the best. If, if you don't know better, yeah. this probably is the best in your entourage or this is the best in your network and it's good enough. Yeah. But it's okay. I'm going to do a weird analogy. I hope it's going to be okay. As a French guy, I started to drink my first glass of wine probably around around 15, uh, which is late already in France. <laughs> but uh, my first glass of wine, I was 15. And but then my greatest glass of wine was probably in my late 20s. And then I started to build a palate. And then I understood that a glass of wine I drank when I was 15, that's not as good yeah. as what really a glass of wine could be. And I think that introduction in high-end audio is complicated nowadays. You're, you're, we're so behind when it comes to visibility versus more mainstream brands and mainstream products. 
So this idea was we need to make sure that anyone that comes in, if they don't know about it, at least they need to listen a little bit. Yeah. If we can make our, anyone listen to our products, I know they will not forget the moment. And that was a proof of concept. The Thanos was a huge risk. When you think of, I mean, we're all familiar with high-end audio brands. We're not the biggest marketing budget in, in the world, right? When it comes yeah. to uh, other industries. But the Thanos is a big investment. So the proof of concept was, can we make sure that people, maybe they don't want to buy it. It's okay. Maybe we're not going to get a sale out of it immediately. It's okay. Can we make sure when they leave, they are inspired and they know that high-end audio exists? And yeah. if we can do that, it's a win on the long term. Because one day they would know about us and one day they would probably come back to us or to another brand. It's okay. We, we, the, the goal is to grow the industry and make sure that people know about high-end audio when they leave the door. It's absolutely incredible. I, I love that. Um, kind of continuing on this idea of it being a chocolate factory, um, walk me through. Give me, a, give me a little bit of like a, a virtual tour of this new space. Um, you walk in the door. What do you see? So first, you, you need to go on the website, right? Okay. So because I think the experience starts online. Uh, we are going to send you a questionnaire. And that questionnaire is going to ask you a question, of course, about time, uh, date, blah, blah, blah. But most importantly, it's going to also uh, ask you about what you have. Are you familiar with our products? Uh, what kind of music do you like? Do you have a f- favorite album or favorite band that you would like to listen to? What's your favorite drink? And so the idea is that once you come in, we already know how to give you an amazing time. Uh, it's a little bit kind of a, we're trying, it's not going to be a custom-made experience every time simply because of capabilities, but we're trying to make it as personal as possible as soon as you walk in. And the first introduction when you walk in is that we bring you to the second floor, which is a, a, a grandiose kitchen, and we're going to serve you either a coffee or a drink, and we're going to talk with you. You know, we're not we're not acting as a as a showroom or a retail floor plan where we're getting into product. We're first getting into conversation. So we have actually someone on site that used to be uh, and still our townhouse manager. So it used to be the townhouse manager of two fourteen Lafayette, and now he's a new townhouse manager of our new experience center. Uh, and uh, his name is Franz. Is uh, he has twenty five plus? I would even say thirty years in uh, in hospitality. Yeah. And he's here to make sure that the hospitality side of things is as good as if you are walking into a, one of the best hotels in the world or one of the best restaurants in the world. So that's kind of a first and foremost, hospitality. And then once you're ready, while well, we're going to guide you through, uh, the, we're going to bring you on the top floor, the fifth floor, and we're going to get a little journey down, depending on how much time you have. You're going to try your reference product first, then have a, a more intimate session. So we have a jazz room on the first floor. We have a, a, a disco room. So we're, what we try to do is create different music in general per room and pair them with the system. Um, and so once you're done with those intimate rooms, you're going to come on the third floor. On the third floor, we are building a vinyl library. So we are, we're distributing a uh, project uh, audio system in the US, which make some of the best turntable. And so what we built is two stations with three turntables and records everywhere. And we have a partnership with Habis headphones. Okay. And so someone can literally listen to records for as much time as they want on different turntables and, and, and test not only the, the records and the headphones, but of course, there's a turntable. Second floor, 
top of the line, best of the best. That's where you're going to find the big uh, MC 2.1K for Macintosh, uh, XRT 2.1K reference speakers. Um, that's where Suprema um, from, from Sony Cyber will be displayed. We're talking about the best of the best. Uh, and hopefully, you're, if you're interested into movie, as a home theater, is going to be a, a special place. I don't know if you ever came to one of our booths at CDR or at ISC, but our, um, our head of CI, Roberto Gemba, uh, was from Italy, built the best home theater. Like he's known for this and he's a very passionate person and he's right now tuning the home theater and he built, uh, I mean, a masterpiece. So that would be uh, probably one of the last uh, part. And finally, the car. So we will have a Grand Wagoneer on this. So we have it right now. We have a Grand Wagoneer uh, from Jeep on display mm-hmm. equipped with a reference MX. 1375 from Macintosh. The idea is that you can A, try the system in the car, but B, we can also find ways in future activation uh, to use a car as a transportation hub. Oh, interesting. Between potentially hotel or airport and the town. Yeah. So let's say that our, our one of our Asian distributors send us uh, a very important client uh, or that the sh- is limited on time, we can arrange a chauffeur and we start the journey in the car with Macintosh, no drop way. you to the house and then bring you back to uh, to your favorite destination. That is an absolutely incredible experience. I didn't even think about that tie-in. That That is genius. It's fun, right? A good thing we're not doing that with private jets yet. Yeah, be complicated. <laughs> yeah uh, you need the partnership with Lear. If anyone from Lear is listening, Lear Jets, let's do this. <laughs> exactly. Uh, funny enough, we have a uh, we have a great partnership with Ferrety. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, last year we entered uh, the yachting um, industry, and so we put uh, Macintosh and Sony Cyber System in Wally, which is one of the brands from Ferrety. So okay. we could not fit, of course, a, a Wally yacht in the house. Uh, we have a small pool, but we could not fit uh, fit a yacht. Uh, so we have a, a model from the boat until we find a bigger place on the water. <laughs> oh, very cool! That's awesome. Yeah. So, and you mentioned that there is also a pool in this new place as well? Yeah. So, differently from the previous place, just as an anecdote, the previous place had one, if not the biggest residential pool in all of New York City. And it was not only long, it, it was, was also very deep for the underwater scene. Yeah. You could not, it was not a very comfortable pool. You could not go in the water and literally chill in the pool you had to swim all the time because at no point you could touch the bottom because the people who built it wanted to have the depth to film the inside of the pool. This pool here is totally reversed on that. It's pretty small, but it's, uh, it's one for, uh, I would say more kind of a pool to work out. You know, he has okay. one of these engines that, that throw the waves against you. Against oh, you. So cool. we don't really have a, yeah, we, we, we didn't figure out how to really integrate it as an acoustic side of things yet. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's definitely kind of a cool uh, design integration in the house. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I definitely, um, I was one of the people that jumped in uh, and took you a little did. swim at the, the last one. Yeah, nice. that, that was absolutely fantastic. I think we have a clip of it in uh, in one of our videos. Um, That's so nice. When, when we end up visiting, I'm jumping in this new one. That sounds amazing. We also have a hot tub, so you can oh, even try to multiply even six. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah, the, the last one, the interesting thing about the, the pool room in the, the previous townhouse was it did have the systems all integrated. I remember the, yeah. the music was kind of playing and, and all of that. Um, but I guess to your point, uh, acoustically, that's not 
probably the, the best environment to have speakers in. You know, Jordan, from a planning standpoint, it's insane. The I think when you came to the previous location, we were already two years in business. And so when you start, once you open, the first concept you launch with has to evolve so much because the day you launch, you understand that, oh, there's so many little tweaks that we should have done. So I think for us, the big challenge right now approaching the launch in a few days is let's see what the feedback is going to be and what we need to tweak for yeah. the next six months. And uh, many ideas that were implemented in the previous house actually came from you, Jordan, like people like you, people from the industry, people from other industries seeing the place like, what about a uh, vinyl library? Yeah. What about uh, putting a piano there? And little by little, you start to build a place that is not only, of course, built by Macintosh Group, and most importantly, built by feedback from audiophile, feedback from music enthusiasts, feedback from emerging fans. And yeah, that's why I think I cannot wait for a year from now because the place will be furthermore special in a year from now. Oh, I'm very, very excited to see how this progresses. You know, if you look into the luxury landscape, uh, given I'm based in New York City for the past 12 years, so yeah. when it comes to Experience Center yes. in, uh, in uh, watches, jewelry, fashion, automotive, I'm surrounded of inspiration. Yeah. I mean, literally a few blocks away from here, the um, Lucid showroom uh, opened uh, about a year and a half ago. So the EV uh, automotive company. Yeah, they're we great. We also have another automotive uh, showroom named Genesis, uh, two yep. blocks away, which is one... Anyone who comes to New York who loves cars should go to Genesis uh, showroom. It's a beautiful experience. Audemars Piguet opened a kind of a VIP uh, lounge also a few blocks away from here where people can come and see their latest uh, watch creation. So I think, you know, we're not reinventing the wheel. We're just actually opening the door for high-end audio to adapt the codes of luxury experience. I I mean, that is an amazing way to look at it because high-end audio is luxury products. Um, you, you mentioned earlier, like nowadays, the the base of audio that's available is good enough, but people don't necessarily realize that there's something more because they're not exposed to it. So they think that maybe their AirPods are the best sounding thing out there. Mm -hmm. So once you start exposing people to this, that really, um, it becomes a massive eye-opener uh, and kind of, again, snowballs into people that get introduced to high-end audio and then begin a journey in the high-end audio space. So Yeah, I think, and, and you can find this in different spectrum. So I mentioned wine as, I mean, think about it. Some people spend, what, 10, 15K on a bottle of wine? Yeah. How did they get there, right? There's a yeah. path. Uh, and I think the same... Uh, an industry that I like a lot, but I'm also taking a lot of inspiration from is uh, cameras. So photography. Yeah. You, know, you have uh, your usual suspect with Nikon, Canon, uh, Fuji doing different great cameras. And then you have a company like Leica. Who they does, have a great uh, experience center. Great. Yeah. Great experience center. And Leica is doing things a little bit differently. I actually, we see a lot of similarities between Macintosh and Leica when it comes to uh, the craftsmanship and how the products are being positioned, the avant-garde of the tech. Um, so I think what's most important is to remember that, yes, those are definitely luxury products. And they talk to, a, to, to an audience which is Epicurean, if I may say, which 
we are attracted to the greater products, to the greater quality of services. And, and that's why the experience element is important. Yeah. You need to host that. You should not just be selling it. You need to host it and, and give them the experience. Now, I, I know that you actually have quite a lot to do. You're literally in the space in the final yeah. uh, few days before it opens up. Um, one of the questions that we ask everyone that comes on the show, if you were to, let's say, have the, the townhouse to yourself for a day and you are going to put on any music just for your own interest, just to relax and enjoy, what, what is the soundtrack to your life? What kind of music are you putting on? What are you listening to? And let's say that scenario never happened and I never do that because my CEO <laughs> listened to the conversation, right? Uh, um, I'm a big Daft Punk uh, yeah. fan, as I think you understood because it's in, uh, in my office. Um, I always come back to Random Access Memories as being one, if not the album I play on a monthly basis in the house. Um, something that I find interesting I, I grew up in, in multiple countries so I have an attraction to music which is very cosmopolitan uh, I love Compay Sengodo from Cuba but I love Manu Chao and I love Deep House and I love American Rock and I think the house gives that opportunity to me not only I can listen to all those kind of different music but I have all those kind of different systems but I will always go back to a Daft Punk um, if I can just drop the name of an artist uh, actually uh love a, a guy named David August like the okay. month uh, David August is uh, from Germany a fantastic composer that also does uh, he mix classical music and classical instruments with uh, with um, deep house beats and so that's something Ooh. that I love to listen in the house because it gives you that, that melodic inspiration but at the same time the strength of a uh, yeah, simply great deep house, and I strongly recommend anyone to try it. And, and let me know what they. I hope I hope they're gonna like it. Oh, that's amazing! Awesome. And in closing, if people are looking to book or are kind of curious to learn more about uh, uh, the Macintosh Group or the Townhouse, where would you send them? What would you recommend to them? So the first, the new name is House of Sound. House of and Sound. the website is houseofsoundnyc.com. The reason we changed the name is we wanted to be more encompassing for all the brands under the Macintosh Group umbrella. World of Macintosh was giving too much light on the on the blue matter, I should say. Uh, but uh, yeah, houseofsoundnyc.com will be live on Thursday. And what's very important for me is for people to understand anyone can book a tour. This is not a place only for Macintosh or Sony Summer customer. It is not a place for best VIP or clients. This is a place for anyone who, who's swinging by New York City uh, to come have a good time, meet with us, listen to great tunes, and hopefully uh, leave inspired from, uh, from the visit. Uh, so we look forward to, to host, um, yeah, to, to host you, you guys and host uh, your listeners very soon. Thank you so much, David. I really appreciate you coming on uh, and chatting with Thank us. You. And I am beyond excited to to come back and visit uh, yourself, to visit Franz, who I just have to call out is probably one of the best hosts, if not the best he host is. that I've ever had, ever, anywhere. He so is. Is. greatly appreciate you taking the time and uh, I wish you all the best in the upcoming days as you uh, get it ready to go. Thank you, Jordan. And thank you, Dennis. Thank you to the team. And I, I look forward to hosting you here. All right. All the best, everyone. <laughs>